Hi, Maggie here, and as a vocal coach, it is my privilege and honor to work with passionate singers just like yourself. If you love to sing, but maybe believe that you're not good enough yet, that you can't really learn to sing those high or low notes without hoarseness, or maybe you struggle with insecurities, well, then this podcast is for you. During our time here together, you'll get tips, tricks, and motivation to grow as a singer, develop your voice, and make your big singing dreams come true. So, ready to take your singing to the next level? Let's go! Hi, and welcome to this very, very, very special episode with Lennon Bone. We have just wrapped up our conversation around the big question of how can you make money as a singer online? And I know this is a topic that many singers might be interested in because many singers that I work with, they have this aspiration to get revenue from doing what they love doing most, which is singing for us, right? And Lennon, well, that's exactly what he helps and teaches people and artists and creatives. So this conversation has been, for me, mind-blowing. I've been taking notes throughout the episode itself, so I would definitely recommend that you do that as well. So take pen and paper because what he's going to be sharing is gold. He's going to be sharing his flip system, which is a four-step process to get that personal brand up and running to really monetize your passion. And um, we also talked about things that might hold us back in order to do that because as singers and as humans, we all have fears or insecurities that might hold us back in doing that. So that is mainly what's been covered into this conversation, but there's been so much more. And uh, to be honest, Lennon is a, such a generous person. If you keep listening to the end, he's got a very special gift exclusively for listeners of this podcast. I'm not going to say any more because I want you to listen to the end, um, but know that you want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> so without any further ado, I want to say enjoy, um, en enjoy, 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 take notes where you can, and please reach out to Lennon and myself and, and tell us how you find this episode because, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it really much, so I hope you do too. Have fun. Hi, Lennon. I am so Hi, excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me on the on the show. Yeah, thank you for being here. I'm really excited about this conversation. Oh, I'm so excited. I love, you know, we were kind of just saying, I just, I think both of us just love talking about what we do. It's so fun. Um, and, and it comes from such a place of just wanting so bad to see artists of all facets just like change the way they see themselves and their worth and like the value that they bring into the world. And so uh, it's a gift to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. It's an honor to have this conversation with you because I remember that we connected at a conference in LA, I think about a month ago now. No, three weeks ago. Um, yeah. And when you were saying that you work with artists and that your website is called Stop the Starving Artist, I was like, we need to have a conversation on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
Can you tell us a little bit about yourself for our listener? Obviously, I've, I'm going to record the intro after our conversation today, so they kind of know who you are. But yeah. tell me like your story from your perspective. Who are you? What do you do? How do you help people? Yeah, okay. So I was raised in a small town in Missouri in the U.S., and then I was always I always wanted to be a musician because that's what my dad was. And I had a lot of people in my life that was like, well, that's not really what people do to make money, you know? And I, I was a prover. I found out that like, I just want to prove everybody wrong. And I realized much later in life that that's a terrible way to live your life, <laughs> to try to prove people wrong. It can be good fuel, but yeah. to exist in that way all the time creates so much anxiety and frustration. But at any rate, I ended up going and being a touring musician for 10 years. And we were very fortunate to tour 13, 14 countries, get to play Lollapalooza, Austin City Limits, uh, Sundance Film Festival, uh, got to be on some TV. So we did like, maybe someone's familiar with like Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations. We were on an episode of that. There's just like a lot of things where people would be like, oh, you did it. Like you were doing it, you know? And in many ways we were, and then at the same time, it felt like we weren't, you know? And as, as you know, as an artist, I think like we can hit certain milestones and it never feels like enough, you know? Um, oh yes. I totally get that. Yeah. And so I just always was like coming from this place of lack, you know, like, oh, I want the next thing and the next thing. And at some point um, I realized that what I was doing was causing me two big problems. One, I was very selfish in my approach. Like everything was about me. It was very egotistical. Like, how am I cool? What am I doing? Again, the proving thing. And mm -hmm. then the other side was that my life was being ran by um, kind of everybody else. You know, it was like everybody else was deciding on the tour side. Like if I, if I got outvoted and we had just had our first kid, you know, then I was just like, okay, I guess we'll go. And then on the flip of that, like I was becoming a social alcoholic and just feeling very like this is not the guy that I want to be, you know, and that's on me like that. I'm not there's no blame toward anyone else. It, it's totally what I was going through in my own sort of mental capacity. So I left the group and then started doing recording work for like regional acts here around Kansas City, which is where I'm from. And okay. That led at the same time I was working with, uh, I, I wrote, co-wrote a song with this gal who goes by the name of Kay Flay, who uh, went on to be a Grammy nominee. She's like a pop artist. And we landed a commercial in Germany that, that was like a beer commercial. And it made me about $40,000, which for me was like, you know, like, I don't deserve this. I don't know what's going on. But I felt like God was giving me time, not money. And so I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? And so I started making videos to help musicians be better business people. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was like, well, I want to utilize social media better. And I want to understand this more. And so I took a class from this guy named Tim Schmoyer, who uh, had a company called Video Creators. Now, Tim helped YouTube write the curriculum on how they teach their own platform. So very, in, oh, wow. you know, intertwined with like them and what they do. Yeah. And fast forward, he puts out a call like to first strategists on his team. And I applied and ended up being one of two strategists, like his first salaried employees. And so 
it, it was one of those things where I was like, do I want to do this? Like, is this taking away? But I just felt like, no, this is an opportunity for me to get on the job training that I think is gonna be really helpful for, for artists and myself. And so um, again, there was something that was driving me that was different. It was like, now, how am I helping other people? Not just about me, you know? And through that job, I helped a bunch of YouTube people from all kinds of channels grow their views by, um, you know, billions with a B and then millions of subscribers all organically. And it was an opportunity for me to just learn a new level of branding and storytelling and all these kinds of things. And I just kept having this nagging thought, like, I want to do this for artists. I want to do this for artists. And I had been doing it for musicians. And so my friends that were visual artists, they're like, you should just make it for any artist because this really makes sense. So I use my wife as a test and she ends up taking what we did with her branding. And she was doing stuff around uh, moms, like making art for moms that were going through postpartum depression. And that led to her growing her account to like 20K on Instagram, getting hired by Netflix, being on uh, HuffPost and Board Panda and all these things. And I was like, oh, this works. Okay, like, let's do it. And so <laughs> since then, we started growing Stop the Starving Artist. And I left my job at Video Creators two years ago, almost to the date. And we've been going at this thing hard ever since, helping artists make like that have made money in real life take that online by building their personal brand and uh it's been really really fun to see to see what happens lennon this is such an amazing story and i really hope that the listeners that are listening to this realize what an honor it is to be learning from you because you've got all of those experiences and you've proven the concept you can actually what you do works like that that's been proven it started out with your wife and now I'm sure you've helped many artists doing that yeah um, yeah the, the roster is much longer now thankfully <laughs> so, <it works. laughs> so one little question that has nothing to do where I want to go to next what instrument do you play I'm just curious to to hear that or do you are you like you do? Oh, you're a drummer? Okay, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, and I do, um, you know, I do play other things, not not well enough that, like, I would never want somebody watching me, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. put me in a room, let me make something, and I can, like, make a song yeah. by myself that will sound good, uh, but I'd much rather have professionals <laughs> on I, the I other stuff. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So where I wanted to go to is picking up on what you've been putting down around you're helping artists to make money from their art. Right. And many singers that I work with have this aspiration to put themselves out there and to do exactly that, make money from what their passion is and what makes them happy, which for us is singing. So yeah. if you would talk to someone who's really in those beginning phases of that journey, mm -hmm. What would your biggest like tip be or like the first step for that person? What would be your advice on that? Yeah. So I want to, first of all, normalize some of the feelings that may be happening and maybe squash a couple of the things that we hear a lot. Um, because a lot of a lot of creatives will hear these things and they'll say, oh. If I want to build something online, if I want to start connecting with people, then I need to be constantly post, like, for instance, singers. 
I need to be constantly be posting music. I need to constantly be posting, you know, me doing this thing. And then like what, like my process, like, I don't know. And what I would say that should be freeing is that the professional understands that when you put yourself out there, you're putting your whole self out there, right? So in the biz terms, we'd call this building your personal brand, right? So, but a personal brand is simply an opportunity for people to connect with you as a well-rounded human being. So let's put yourself in a Venn diagram. You have your creative life on one circle, and this is like the story of like what you do, why you do it, those kinds of things. And then you have your regular life. Like this is who you are. If we stripped away the music, if we stripped away the singing, like this is just who you are, what you believe in, what your story is, and what you're like fighting for and against as like a human. And when you blend those two, that's where the magic starts to happen because, you know, what we're looking for in building connection is as many connectors as possible. So we don't want to think like, well, let me just put the work out there because then it's kind of like, well, let's let the work speak for itself, right? And let's be real, like the work has never spoken for itself. It's always been like media. I'll just speak to musicians here since that's who we're talking to. And that's my like first thing. It's media. It's uh, so like, you know, if we got something in Spin Magazine, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, you know, or it's going to a festival or it's understanding like that your friends are going to be the ones that are like, you know, hey, you, that you should listen to this artist, right? Who, who, where do you get most of your music from? It's like trusted sources. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to think is like, how can I become a trusted source to my own art? Well, the best way to do that is to sort of take a step and, and put it kind of at arm's length and make it just a piece of what we do rather than the whole pie. And that allows people to have all these different opportunities to connect. And we can talk about all these different kinds of things that we believe in. And we can go into all the like the, the practicals of that. But hopefully this feels freeing because then you can make all kinds of content, all kinds of opportunity to connect, and you can make it for somebody. And it doesn't feel like you're just being icky, like talking about yourself all the time. You start to talk to someone. And I think that's such a gift. Yes, I want to highlight what you said. It's not about talking about yourself. It's about talking to someone. Yes. And I think that I'm just taking that out there because that's something my singers struggle with a lot. It's putting themselves out there and daring to show up and show, you know, they, they don't want to show off. Sometimes they're so humble in who they are and, and in what they can do. And they don't want to, yeah, I think showing off is the right word, but really it's not about that. It's around communicating to that other person and using, in our case, that would be singing and music, using that to communicate a message, to inspire and to, to um, yeah, inspire is I think the word I was looking for. So tell me more, yeah, because I know we talked about this briefly before hitting the play button on this on this conversation um tell me more how you help people doing that i know you have a system that you take artists mm -hmm. through do you mind sharing that system with us because i think that is very pow powerful too yeah of course so um you know a lot of creatives will want to say like how do i monetize this how am i making some money mm -hmm. and so i'm going to start from like we're going to zoom way out and then we'll go in further yes. um you know, think of it as 
you're on a cliff and then on the other side, like there's a ravine, there's like a river like on, on this cliff. And then there's another cliff on the other side of this river. And that's where your person is. Like your person that you want to talk to is there. And the first thing we have to think of is like, who is that person? If I could only ever interact with one person with my music, who are they? What would we talk about? Right. What would what would we just like get giddy over aside from my music, but just life and like other things that would inspire us, things like that. So they're on the other side of this bridge and you're like thinking about them. You have to have them in your brain. Then imagine that there's like a bridge that crosses this ravine and it's like one of those old rope bridges that you see in every like Indiana Jones or something. And there's rickety boards. And if you step on the wrong one, you know, you might fall through and you're telling your person, Hey, come across this bridge and hang out with me. Truly like that is how it feels when you think about social media, because for someone to get to you, there's a big gap and we have to close that gap by building trust. So I've put together what we call like uh, the flip system, which is you get someone to focus and focus looks like you're, you're sort of yelling the things that you know would get their attention. So if I said, Hey, um, you know, are you a dog owner, right? Like that might be something that would get their attention. Like, or, you know, what what are the things that you believe in? Because the strongest communities are formed around common beliefs, not common interests. So you could talk, like yell about like, hey, do you believe in this thing? And they'd listen. They might like focus in a little bit because there's a lot of things getting their attention. And then you want them to listen. So the only way we get them to listen is by like making yourself a little more trustworthy. And once they listen, you can say, hey, start to come this way. And then you get them to engage and you say, trust that I know the steps that we're going to take here. And then you can offer a purchase or something like that. But I don't want anybody to get ahead of the game here and think about the purchase first because, you know, that's where most amateurs kind of get it wrong is that they want their social media to do all the things in one post. Can I get someone to focus, listen, come do the thing and then buy something from me right away. It's like, no, let each one sort of live in its own category. And that creates this freedom. Um, And so that's the idea. And I'd love, like, if you're open to it, we can go deeper into like how we get someone to focus and listen in. Um, Cause there's like three main things that I think would be super helpful that we, that we use a lot. Yes. Can I just recap for, and ask a question. So I was taking notes while you were explaining. Yeah. So it is the flip system. And it basically, yeah. I see the bridge in front of me. I I, I see the, the bridge of Indiana Jones. F is the focus, yeah. getting their attention. Then the L is getting them to listen. What does the I stand yeah. for? I think I missed that one. Uh, interact. So interact. I think I said engage, but interaction, yeah, is what we want. Okay. And then we go into purchase. And that is very interesting because you're right. Many beginner singers that do want to make money online, they start with that last one, the purchase. They're putting together anything for sale, but they miss the first three steps. And that's why they're not selling anything. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Those first, especially the first two, like if you do the first two really well, 
then the last two become a lot easier. Mm. Um, and that's why most artists feel so slimy trying to sell something is because they haven't built a connection and relationship first. Right. So, so tell me more about the first one that you wanted to dive deeper into. Yeah. So there's three big ingredients that, that I think of um, to get someone to focus and listen. And we're going to kind of combine these two just for the sake of time. The first one is your story. Like, who are you as a person? And to the reason this is important, right, is that if you if we go back and we think of like the sort of the dabblers, they're not going to want to tell their story, right? They're not going to want to put that out there because it feels a little like, well, again, I'm talking about me. But the trick is to understand that your story has the opportunity to inspire someone, to motivate somebody. And you have to ask yourself, like, what have I gone through in my life that was really powerful for me? Like a transformation in my life that felt really important. And you've probably had multiple, right? It's probably been like, and you might even ask your friends. We do this a lot in, in my community. We like, ask your friends, what do they come to you for? Outside of music, like what do they come to you for? And then say, okay, how could I take that online? Like that can be really interesting to ask what your values are that you don't even see because nine times out of 10, we don't see them. So sometimes we have to go ask or what part of my story do you find interesting? And then start to say, okay, how could I tell that? Because your story, the more specific you are about it, And the more you say things like, hey, maybe you've dealt with something like this. And so I want to offer this as just a thing that I'm kind of going through or I've gone through. When you say that, somebody goes, okay, I'm listening. I want to see if I engage with that. And if I told you, Maggie, like my wife and I always fight. Now, this isn't true anymore. This used to be true. My wife and I always fight over who's going to do the dishes. Now, you might say, well, my partner and I don't fight over the dishes, but we argue about who's going to do the laundry. Uh -huh. But your brain automatically created a tie to that yeah. story, and yeah. you put your own specificity in there through my specifics. So this is why like details in telling your story matter, because somebody will start to see themselves in your story. Hmm. And when you just start it with like, hey, if you're like me, maybe you've dealt with this, or maybe you've gone through something like this. So you're set, you're, rather than saying... I do this and I'm that. Like, maybe you've done this too. And I wonder what you would get from this. So just bringing someone into the conversation can be really helpful. So your story is number one. And your story usually brings you to these things that you believe in. So for instance, my part of my belief is that you should be a great communicator. And a big reason that I believe this is because I remember a moment where I was in the studio And I was, you know, I'm not a singer first. Um, so your singers might relate to this. I was doing a, uh, a a take for harmonies and the producer kept saying like, no, do it again. No, do it again. And oh. over and over, he just like drove my confidence down because yes. there was no feedback. There was no like, and I got pissed. And I was like, what do you want me to do differently? Mm -hmm. Because if you're just telling me to do it over and over again, I'm going to do the same thing. And I just realized how important it is to communicate like what you need. 
And so that developed this belief that says, if I am a poor communicator, right, then I'm not doing someone else the justice they deserve. I'm not giving them the gift that they might need in that moment. So that's one of my beliefs is like, you need to be a great communicator. Yeah. And again, some people will be like, oh, I don't think so. Like, let the art speak for itself or whatever. But a belief says, like, are you with me or are you against me? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what we want to do. And then the third level of that. So you can see, by the way, my story created the belief. Yes. That's like a piece of my story. And then the belief beyond the belief is what's the opponent? What are we fighting against? Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at, okay, this belief is about communication. What am I fighting against? Well, I'm fighting against like poor communicators, people that don't like, or instances where we're not giving someone the gift that we have to offer that's inside us. I'm fighting against fear of like, I don't have a story that's worth telling. I'm fighting, you know, there's a lot of things underneath there that I start to look at and say like, okay, so these three levels become my content ideas where I just go, okay, I've got this belief, I've got this story and I've got these opponents and I'll just make all kinds of stuff like on these things. And these are great ways to draw your people in because you're using your previous experience to say, this is who I am. This is what I'm all about. And this is how I'm trying to help the world. And then you tie that with your art. And people go, oh my gosh, I love everything about this person. And I just want to be in their sphere. Yes, that's how you create that connection, especially yeah. with the opponent. Because that's, if you can fight together against something, that makes it so much stronger. It becomes wow. about we and not yes. me, right? Like, and that's yes, a big deal. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really hope our listeners will listen to this episode twice or three times and take notes on what you've just shared because that was a an amazing jewel that you shared. And that would help us to go into that focus and into that listen, right? And then as That's you right. said before, that will help to go into the interact and purchase way easier because then you already have that connection with your- Correct, yeah. Beautiful. I'm there with you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. That's- uh, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, it, you know, there's all the like, well, how do I do that? And all those, uh -huh. you know, like that's the typical questions, but you know, the thing that I would ask you is like, if, if you're concerned about how, if you feel like, well, I don't know how to do that. The first thing I would do is just look at maybe your favorite creators that you follow, because nine times out of 10, you're going to know something about their story. You're going to understand something more about them. And I'm talking about the people that you've you really engage with someone like you, Maggie, like some, you know, if they're really engaging with you, they're going to know a little more about you. They're going to understand like maybe what you're fighting for, what you're, what you believe in and the same things with other people you follow and then look at them and say, what is it about their content maybe that I really love mm -hmm. and how could I make that my own? Because I don't, I'm, I'm a big believer that when you just break things down into tactics you risk taking away the most important part, which is the artist, right? And so starting with these things, I think is way more valuable because as you and I both know, your message is everything. Like what you have to say is what will get someone to connect, not what you point to on a screen, mm -mm. not how you like, you know, show up and do the deal. So yeah. And you're talking specifically to social media right now, right? With That's correct. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I know one thing that might come up for some singers listening to this. 
You gave us a beautiful roadmap. They know exactly what steps to take. But as you said, something is holding them back. And oftentimes for them, that's that fear of showing their authentic self mm. and showing up as who they are. What would be advice for someone feeling that coming up when listening to this conversation? Yeah. So I would, <clears throat> first and foremost, I would ask like, what, what is it actually costing you by not being your authentic self? Like if you continue to just sort of not step into that thing, you know, that is you, then that's where all the burnout potential comes from. That's where all the fear sits. That's where all the like, well, give me another tactic, like all those things, right? So that's what happens to you. But let's think about it this way. You, and I, I'll use this as a, as an analogy, right? Picture if you're, if, if, if you're listening, like just entertain me and, and, and close your eyes and just kind of think about if you had one person that you knew, if you connected with them as a human being, with your art, with your talent, and you knew that they would be gifted something from that, right? Meaning like their, their life could literally be changed in some way. First of all, you have to believe that that's possible. And it is right? Because our stories, our experiences, the things we do change people's lives every day. And we don't need it to be big. Sometimes the smallest little turn for someone can make the biggest difference down the road. Yeah. And so if you think like, okay, I got this person. And I use this analogy sometimes of if I was at a party, right? And I have my daughter with me and this party is like packed. We're all just like in this tiny little room and everybody's in there and she's short, right? So she's like ducked in and she's gone. Like, where'd she go? I have no idea, you know? And so I, what do I do? I start freaking out because I'm like, oh my gosh, this person that I care for that I know like needs me is lost in this room. So what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to yell her name. I'm going to do whatever it takes to like get her attention. And there's a couple things that are going to happen. Somebody's going to go, well, that's annoying. Look at this dude over here, like yelling. I don't know what the hell his problem is, but they don't understand the context of like what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And then someone else is going to go, Hey, are you good? Like, how can I help? Right. Yeah. And then the, there's going to be one person who really gets it and that's her. Yeah. And so if you think of like that sort of, importance behind this person that you need to reach with what you do. It's like, you're going to want to show up and be there for them and connect with them mm -hmm. and all the other haters and the trolls and the whatever, they just don't get it. Right. It's not that they're, they're just living in their own space and that's okay. Let them live there. Some people are going to come along and try to help you serve on this mission. And then you're going to reach the one that you really need to reach and they're going to start saying things like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I needed today. Oh, my gosh. Like, thank you for your gift, your talent, for who you are. Like, that is incredible. And so, you know, not stepping into your authenticity is costing you that opportunity. And I don't think that that's a cost that any of us would want to, mm -hmm. to live in, you know. 
So beautiful and such a powerful metaphor. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, you know, we we could keep on talking for hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like this is a beautiful place to wrap because we've gone over the framework. We've gone over what might hold us back to implement that framework. Do you have any last words, anything that you want to add to this conversation, anything that you feel like we haven't covered yet? Yeah, the only thing I would say is in terms of like putting yourself out there and your and your personal brand and these things that we've kind of talked about, um, the big hang up is usually social media. Like, how do I do this? And I'm just going to encourage you to just start, right? Um, just go do some things, have fun with it, like, and ask yourself that question. How could this be fun? And how could this be easy? And relinquish the result for a while because the goal here in the beginning is not all the views, it's the right views. And it's about connection and it's about finding your voice because that's what's going to make you stand out. And so we do that in our community. If that's something that people want to check out, they absolutely can hit me up and um, you can email me directly. it Lennon, sorry, Lennon at stopthestarvingartist.com and just say that you heard me on the podcast and I'll give you a free month in the community just to check it out and, and go along this with that us. That is yeah. such a beautiful gift that you're giving us. And that was my next question. How can people yeah. connect with you? So can you repeat that email address? Lennon at stopthestarvingartist.com. Yeah. Okay. And you'll give our listeners a free month in your community. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just such like, I want so bad for people to get started, you know, and um, I would just be honored to have you guys come through. And within that, there's a whole program that will walk you through it. We do monthly coaching calls and content masterminds. So there's a ton going on and it's a beautiful community of creatives that I think will really help lift you up, especially if you're in this place of like, there's a lot of resistance. Uh, We do a lot of coaching through that. And so, um, yeah, we'd be so glad to have you. That is so generous of you. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you for having been here, Lennon. Really, I enjoyed this conversation. This was this was gold. So thank you for being so generous in everything that you've shared and for that free month in the membership. We will link. Is it okay if we like publish your email address? Of course, in yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Of course. Well, let me acknowledge you, Maggie. I want to say thank you for the work that you're doing. I think it's incredibly important. I was... Actually, this morning, um, listening to one of the episodes on the pentatonic scale, and I was like ah. trying to trying to sing through it because I was like, oh, I would like to get back into singing. And uh-huh. um, I just thought, oh, you make this so approachable and it's so encouraging and it was really fun to just listen and be a part of it. And it just it didn't feel like I was just listening to something in the car. It really felt like I was engaged with someone. And so. What a gift you bring to this community. And um, that's something we need so much more of. So just grateful for you and what you're doing. And I know you're making a huge difference for so many people. I appreciate that so much. Thank you, Lennon. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm giving you a virtual high five. Wow, that was amazing. Was it just me or did that go by way too fast? Now, if you don't want to stop here and you want more singing tips, tricks, and exercises, head on over to www.singinginsiders.com. Also, if you liked and valued this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show, share it with your friends, and leave a review so that we can reach even more singers and spread the power of singing. 
So thank you for being here. Thank you for your enthusiasm and support. And I look forward to see you here again soon. Bye.